You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone and welcome to the Nerd Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. This is episode number 119. We're discussing Favreau's new Star Wars series and the Solo World premiere. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. There it is. It's about <laughs> time. We got all three of us at the table to discuss Nerd this week and I'm super pumped. It's been a while since we've all sat at the table together to break down the week in Nerd. How you boys been? Good, man. Good as always, man. I'm at my peak right now in Nerdum. It's just been crazy. Crazy yeah. these last few days. Yeah, it, you know, it's a good time to be alive for nerds. It's, uh, you know, we got on the back of Infinity War, and now we got Deadpool, we got Solo, and then we got Ant-Man and the Wasp. We got everything. Like, this, is, this is a crazy time in Nerdum, and uh, I'm just glad I can discuss with you two fine gentlemen here today. Yeah, it is going to be an absolute pleasure to break down this week's news. And like I said, we're going to be talking solo world premiere. Favreau dropped a few hints referring to his new project, his new Star Wars project. We're going to break down some of the Infinity War box office results, as we always do. We're going to talk a little DC. And of course, we're going to get into a little bit more in-depth discussion as it relates to Solo and the Star Wars standalone films. We're going to pick each other's brain a bit about where we think Star Wars is going. And some of this is off the back end of the comments that were released from some people at the world premiere with regards to this idea that maybe Lucasfilm is looking at Marvel a little bit as, as far as how they build out their universe. We've got a lot of new shows with Resistance, Favreau series, Benioff from Weiss's series, Ryan Johnson series, the Saga series itself. So there's a lot of world building they can do. And I want to get our thoughts and even your guys' thoughts out there about how they can leverage their sister company, I guess you could call it, in Marvel, the MCU, into bringing and making Star Wars more of a holistic universe. Like it always it is a holistic universe, but maybe tying some of these movies a bit closer together and getting away from this new hope era. But we're gonna get into all of that. But first question, as we always do at the top of the podcast, boys, how was your weekend nerd? Oh, man, mine's been uh, dope. It's been crazy. I'm still in this Infinity War high. I've seen the movie three times oh, now. Nice. You know, there's nice. a bunch of guys at work, and I said, hey, have you seen this movie? They're like, nope. I'm like, well, I can't talk to you. I've seen this movie. So it took a bunch of guys to you work. You just snapped your finger and then... Just like that. And they all start to fade. And I was like, wait, wait, rewind. Yeah. Time's down. Yes, we checked out Infinity War, man. That's been great. I've gone back to a House of M. I don't know if you guys... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. House of M is like really, really good. It's so cool. It's a Bendis and I think Oliver Coppell is yep. the artist. Love that book. So that was really cool. It's really nice to see like the Avengers and the X-Men working together like that because we haven't had that in such a long time. Really. Yeah, that's a big Scarlet Witch arc, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Which kind of led me some ideas of maybe how you can maybe bring the X-Men into this universe now is with Scarlet Witch maybe doing some stuff. Well, so. isn't that very similar to Infinity War? Because if I'm not mistaken, doesn't someone like blink or something and like all the Hold on, hold on, hold on. Spoilers for Infinity War. (laughs) Well, it's been out for like a month now. If you haven't seen Infinity War and you're listening to this podcast, there's like one person probably that this pertains to. Okay, but okay, we gotta give it a rule. Within a month, we still gotta flag spoilers. After that, you're on your own. So we're gonna say spoilers. I'm sure based off all the memes on the internet and all that (laughs) stuff. If you haven't gathered what happens at the end of Infinity War, at least heard of it. 
you're, you're probably not going to go see the movie in theaters anyways. Right. But sorry. Anyways. It, it could be Tom Hanks from Castaway. He's still on that island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one person in the world. Uh, anyway, spoilers okay, for spoilers. Infinity War, but continue. Sorry, uh, sorry. Yeah, so isn't House of, M, House of M, isn't that, um, is it Scarlet Witch like blinks or something or like thinks and all the mutants are yeah, gone? no more mutants. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah, like so spoilers if you haven't read this book. So she basically, this is like the fallout of she she's breaking down like mentally and she killed Hawkeye. She killed vision and she killed Ant-Man. All right. So the X-Men and the Avengers kind of teaming up being like, what do we do with Wanda? Cause she's not stable. <laughs> so they all decide to confront her. And when they do decide to confront her, they see this big white light and the whole world's different. Like Spider-Man wakes up. He's now a wrestler. He's famous. And he, le- he, he allows the world to believe that he's a mutant because mutants are number one now. Oh, and all okay. sapiens are at the bottom. So everybody's roles have changed. Captain America was Captain America, but he's aged. He never uh, was stuck in like that ice capsule, right? So it's a really cool world. But then at the end of the book, she's so disgusted with her father and everybody else that she decides to end all mutants. And uh... not all mutants die, but a lot of the new recently introduced mutants at that time have lost their powers. You see Iceman losing his powers. Kind of has a spoiler. Kind of has like a Peter Parker moment where he's like, what's happening to me right now? I don't oh. feel so good. So. A lot of cool stuff like that, man. It's it's a really good book. It's so I'm not going to get back into that. Yeah, it's yeah. Oh, it's been forever since fantastic. I read it. Yeah, oh, I love it, man. It's. Did you have the really trade good. or did you have the singles? No, I had the singles nice. um, from last year's Comic Expo. Actually, yeah. I oh, bought cool. them all in single issues, so it's dope. So I got that all in singles. Um, action figures, man. I got um, a classic Captain America. I got yeah, Mr. some fantastic. Poses. Yeah, some poses and kind of mixed up the faces a little bit. And uh, yeah, I'm just really in this Marvel world right now, man. I'm. I haven't really touched much Star Wars stuff. I'm just so MCU bound right yeah. now. It's crazy. Nice, nice. Yeah. What's going on with you, man? We got Black Panther out this today as we record. Yeah, and Best Buy, you know, they haven't shipped. Well, they shipped it, but it hasn't arrived yet. But uh, fingers crossed when that comes here. The Steelbook looks amazing. Can't wait to see it and hold it in person and just inspect it for dents because I'm very anal that way. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I've really uh, been reading the comics lately, you know, with uh, Wonder Woman 2 announced with Cheetah. As the villain, so I went back and read the uh, Greg Rucka run from the uh, Rebirth line. And it's actually really good. I was like, you know, I haven't read these books in a while. I was like, man, this Wonder Woman comic is amazing. And also the new Justice League comic with uh, Scott Snyder writing it. So uh, the issue one or issue zero came out last week. It's it's really cool. Like they have Brainiac and he's teaming up with the Justice League and even Starro and Sinestro and Lex Luthor. All the villains have to team up. Um, it's really cool. They split the Justice League up into four different like sectors. It's it's really it cool. No Justice? Is that what's called? Yeah, yeah. yeah I so saw that. Nice. It's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Some really cool uh, classic characters coming back, and it's cool to see Brainiac is a good guy because he's pretty sweet. So uh, yeah, I really like that, and uh, that's pretty much all I've been reading. And uh, Batman. Oh, You've been, you check out the free comic book day, Batman. With yeah, Joker's absolutely. To end. Yeah, that was cool. He was yeah. like waiting to be uh, invited. Invited. Uh, and then yeah that was that was really cool i think yeah. I, I really like that story the dc nation number zero for 25 cents what a what a bargain yeah what yeah, a bargain. comics for that price yeah exactly <laughs> i have a lot more comics <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it seems this week has been a week of revisiting for all of us yeah. house am you're going back and reading some stuff with cheetah and i revisited the last jedi now this is the first time I watched it since my second time in theater. So it's been quite some time mm-hmm. since I revisited the movie. And there's there's really no reason for that. It's just I didn't have time. I've been looking at it and saying, I got to get back to this. I got to revisit this because I'm actually quite excited to, to rewatch it here. And I sat down. I built a Lego Y-Wing cool. from uh, Rogue One. I had it in the box for like probably 
eight months, a year almost. And I finally got my hands on it, opened up, awesome build. But I did it while watching The Last Jedi. So it was a real Star Wars evening for myself. And you know what? I really enjoyed <laughs> The Last Jedi. There's, there's still a few little parts that I have slight issues with, but... The opening scene with Poe and the space battle, it's really good. And the progression of Luke, I get a little bit more of it. And it's one of these movies that I feel is going to be a go-to for me now. Because I have this tendency with The Force Awakens right now with Rogue One, if I'm doing something, to pop it on in the background and just listen to it. Mm -hmm. Have some of the ambience around. Because I don't like the silence, especially if I'm alone. Like, my wife's going away this weekend. And it's going to be me and my daughter. But when she goes to bed, I'm just going to have movies on the whole time. (laughs) I just have to have that noise. I don't know what it is. But I have to say that I think The Last Jedi is going to age very well. I think some of the the points of contention, they're always going to be there, but I find myself less bothered by a few of the minor nitpicks or maybe issues that I had. Even the lightsaber over the shoulder, I'm like, okay, yeah, fine, I get it. And I kind of like where Luke Skywalker goes through his journey and all this, especially the end scene with him using the Force projection and all that. I like that a lot. Like, I'm really starting to see kind of through the, the haze of fandom a bit and see the really high points of this film. So I, I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to seeing it again and just kind of revisit, continue to revisit. And our dude Rob Cast, he actually sent us a Twitter link the other day or an image. He was reading the, the Last Jedi novelization, or sorry, comic book, right? The, the adaptation. It just came out this past week. And there's some dialogue at the front of Luke, the first two pages with Luke. It's fantastic. Oh, the Chewie scene and Ray when yes, he talks about Solo? Yes, the re, yeah. yeah. They're recontextualizing a lot of things yeah. with the comic book. Now, I know you shouldn't need that, but I like this supplemental material we're getting for The Last Jedi. So it goes into a bit of depth, at least these first two pages, as to why Luke is on the island, something that we never really jumped or dived into in too, too much detail within the exposition of Luke Skywalker. Right. You get the idea of the hubris of the Jedi. So you get the just of why he's there, but it goes into a bit more of the, that personal reasoning why he's there. So I'm actually going to pick that up. I don't, or haven't picked up any of the, the comic adaptations for these films because right. I, to me, it's a movie. I've seen it. It, it is better on film. Right. But he was saying that this comic and previous ones actually add quite a bit okay. to the story itself, like the novelization as well. Well, yeah, because I know Rogue One did that for me. Yeah. Uh, the novelization increased my enjoyment for the film. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Does it increase in your rank? Like, you have a Star Wars rank. Where, do you know yet? Yeah, it's still probably kicking around the middle there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's still definitely below Force Awakens, Rogue One, Empire Strikes Back, and New Hope for me. It's probably in and around my personal ranking of Return of the Jedi, I would say. Right, right. In, in and around there. So it's in the middle. Cool. Now, Revenge of the Sith is up there. Very fluid list. It yeah. depends on yeah. what I've seen. Like, I even rewatched the Attack of the clones okay and i did a retrospective episode with the guys over at tsw yeah i, I had issues with it i was probably the most negative yeah. I, I they'll say negative in air quotes because i wasn't particularly negative but i was kind of hammering at the plot and some of the ideas and elements in there mm-hmm. but overall i still enjoyed it obi-wan's arc in that is fantastic oh, it's awesome it's awesome yeah. like it's an obi-wan movie oh i love it and it's it would have been better to me if you had a stuck anakin with obi-wan and they just ran around the galaxy <laughs> but anyways for another day another discussion but yeah, I'm happy with, with The Last Jedi. Nice. You know, I got a big smile on my face talking about it. So yeah, that was it. Collecting's cool. been a bit dry for me. 
Star Wars is are not. We haven't still. I still haven't seen anything from Solo. It's been dead. I haven't seen it. Well, actually, I got a Lando. I think yeah. I haven't been on here since, but I, yeah. I do have Lando. So uh, buckle cool. up, baby. Yeah, yeah. got Lando. <laughs> I got Han. But um, it's dry out there. But like, both of them from the states, right? Yeah, they're both from the states. Oh, yeah. okay. I've looked around, like even the three, three, three and three quarter stuff. No, like there is nothing, man. Disney it's Store, crazy. Nothing. Nothing, eh? Weird. Like, we were expecting a release of at least a couple Elite series. Yeah. And even graphic teaser something. Yeah nothing it's I, really weird i asked them i said the the people or the employees at disney store and i said look where's all the solo stuff like you get an elite series yeah we're kind of expecting it but we really don't know and then she kind of went on this this discussion about how solo is supposed to come out in december and i'm thinking no no it wasn't no. <laughs> no. and so she said they may have been all mixed up from that i said nah, that was never the case but i didn't yeah. i didn't say that i should have said hey should check out the new it's, podcast it's <laughs> educator it's really weird though because even just the regular black series stuff is like dry yeah. like you can't really find black series figures except no. generoso obviously yeah <laughs> and rose There's a lot of rose yeah so it's it's know. been a bit weird we're in this lull period and yeah. i'm a bit worried even that we have a movie coming up in less than two weeks. Mm-hmm. We don't have any action figures or real collectibles on the pegs. And then after Solo, we go into this huge drought. Yeah. Like, there's no films for a year and a half. There's, you know, Stars Resistance and a few other things that are going to be kicking around in the back background. But I, I don't know what the shelves going to look like over the next year or so. Is this Tarkin part of that wave? Tarkin's part of that yes, wave? Yeah, I want that Tarkin. You know, all my... F- yeah, on my Facebook and on Twitter, I see some of these guys grabbing the Tarkin. I'm like, man, I want that figure. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, it's so, not getting over here. Yeah, yeah I don't. Know, I don't know what else you guys are seeing. I don't know anyone listening down the states or boys on the east coast. Like, if you guys are seeing anything, let us know. What about the Lego sets? Uh, Lego sets are out. Funko Pops are out. Yeah. So okay. there is a few things, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm looking for that Millennium Falcon eventually. Nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's about 200 bucks though, so it's expensive, but wow. it is a very nice piece. Yeah. I'm gonna have to get my hands on it at some point, but. I will wait. <laughs> and I guess the last thing for our weekend nerd, before we get into it, I wanted to wish a happy belated Mother's Day to oh. all the moms out there listening, to all the moms in nerddom, and to all the moms in the films that we love. Yeah, happy so, Martha Day. Yeah, Martha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's funny. I didn't even cross my mind to reference that, but yeah, there you go. Yeah. Happy, nice. happy Mother's Day to every Martha out there. Yeah, that's right. You're a significant force in the world not getting destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's, uh, yeah, happy uh, Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Yeah. Awkward pause. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, Joe. I couldn't come up with anything witty with that, so uh, we're just going to leave it at that. I'm just going to go with that one. (laughs) All right, guys. Let's get into some of the news. And as usual, we're going to kind of intersperse some of the listener comments as they connect up to some of the news items that we'll be discussing. And first thing I want to talk about here is TV shows. Now, as a trio here, we don't spend a lot of time watching TV shows. I've even really stopped watching the Marvel Netflix stuff. Which I'm a little disappointed at, but some of it comes down to time. Right now, I'd rather be reading a comic book than watching a TV show. So that's where I'm sitting in my life. But it's nice to know that there are still a lot of superhero shows on TV. And this past week, I don't know why, but every show was either canceled or renewed. I'm not <laughs> sure if it's part of the normal cycle, but like shows like Brooklyn Nine-Nine got canned and then that's picked right. up right away. It's a lot of like Destiny Survivor, a lot of shows that I kind of watch in the periphery got canceled, but most of the superhero shows did survive. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did get renewed for its sixth and what appears to be its final season, so it's a shortened season, about 13 episodes. So it gives them an opportunity to tell an end to that story. Mm -hmm. So we're going to see Coulson in Captain Marvel next year. So that's kind of exciting because it is a prequel. That's right. right. It's happening in the 90s. We'll see younger Coulson. Inhumans, 
you know, the universally panned <laughs> TV show <laughs> slash IMAX experience. It officially got canceled. <laughs> did you guys watch any of that? I watched no. two episodes. Yeah, and, do it. and how did it go? Not great. Oh, I couldn't I couldn't focus on it long enough to, yeah. to actually commit to it. I don't know many people that made it all the way through. How many episodes? It was like a dozen or so, like I think. 22, wasn't it? No, it was, oh, like, no, they didn't do that much. It was a shortened season, right. but it was an hour long each. But oh, okay. They haven't even released that on home video yet. They're never going to... It's going to disappear yeah, the same done. way the Christmas special disappeared. Like, <laughs> never release... Shh, don't pretend. Pretend this is not part of the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be a collector's item, though, because, you know, everyone always wants, like, completist stuff, right? So if this thing doesn't get released, it's going to go around in cons, and you're going to try find it on, like, bootleg videos It'll for, like, like room, years. Eh? Yeah, it, yeah, you know. It, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely not going to be a cult hit. No one's, no one's going to return to this in 10 years and be like, this is a great piece. It's like, you know who, who screwed up? Yeah. The Inhumans. They were great. Like, yeah. what did people see 10 years ago? Yeah, they, they went from being potentially the next X-Men to literally probably never going to see them on screen. Yeah, they forced it hard. That's what they kept trying to pound on us, the next X-Men. And it's just... But even the comic books, it was yeah. like that. Yeah. It, it never they landed really for me. They tried to push it hard. Yeah. The best thing they've come up with is really Kamala Khan which yeah. we'll get to, I'm sure, later on. But, and oh, yeah. they may just make her a mutant in the universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or a miracle child or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, because yeah, Feige's recently stated that Miss Marvel will be in the MCU at yes. some point. So that's yeah. exciting news. Well, probably along with Miles Morales and all that, too. Yeah, I think so. But I mean, with her being so young, you'd probably see her with Peter Parker for a little bit, which would be yeah, really cool true. to see those oh, two. Very true. Yeah. Very yeah. true. Nice team up for yeah, that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. so... Do you think uh, when they bring the X-Men over that Magneto will actually be the dad of wanda well mm. did they fix it in the comics again because they made it out that he's not the dad anymore and they made them in humans and then they sw- i don't know yeah so i, I don't have know no idea it made yeah. no sense why they're switching all of that up. yeah so it was yeah bonkers yeah. i was going through their kind of growth phase <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about that actually i should have mentioned that but we'll get through this and then i want to talk a bit about the avengers here when we get into a little bit in the infinity war stuff cool marvel's getting real real <laughs> but one of the other shows that was picked up was gotham for its fifth and final season now, i haven't watched that since the first season yeah Ooh, i haven't seen it either <laughs> no no sorry no i shouldn't say that i've seen the first two seasons and it was okay and they killed jerome but then, like he came the back, then he back. came back, and, and now he, his brother. I guess yeah. he's like the Joker now. And then the Joker, yeah. and then yeah. he's dressed up a, like like this kick ass outfit. Uh, Bruce Wayne's wearing around like this black. Kick-ass oh costume. yeah, it just looks trashy to me. So. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. this was announced, like I said, as their final season, and yeah. apparently Bruce is going to become Batman in it. Really? So cool. they're going to do a jump, or what the deal is, or if that kid who's grown quite a bit. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to become Batman, but we will see. Cool. I might have to watch it then. I yeah. like the time jump. I hope they do that. Well, I, I don't know if they're yeah. doing a time time jump. Don't quote me on that. But no, apparently I'm that's quoting Tim on it. So I can't wait for the time jump, guys. Exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> and also getting picked up was CW's slate of TV shows. So Arrow, The Flash, Legend of Tomorrow, Supergirl, and Black Lightning. None of these which I've ever committed much more than an episode or two for. But I always see, see Stephen Amell on Twitter you know banging about about arrow and how great it is and how awesome the scenes are and all that so it's gonna i think it's seventh season so that's that's quite a run yeah Yeah. i i I don't don't know what the record is for longest tv series for superhero shows Uh, smallville 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 at 10 yeah yeah hopefully this can overtake it i mean that sounds pretty cool like uh you know arrow's pretty great i'm waiting for him to make an appearance in the movie universe yeah i remember they were meant to that movie uh arrow green arrow max supermax Supermax, yeah he escaped from the prison yeah Dope. And uh, cool. Charlie Hunan. Is that how you say his Hunan. name? Hunan. Hunan. Charlie Hunan. He makes the perfect Green Arrow. Yeah, he's good. 
Yeah, he's, hey, he's yeah. guy from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, King Arthur, yeah. which no one else saw. But Grimm, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. No, Arrow was cool. I went through some weird phases. I think after season two, it dropped the ball a lot. But Flash is good. Flash has been yeah, good. yeah. That's in its fifth yeah. season as well. That's awesome, man. Wow. Oh, well, it will fun. be in its fifth season next year. That's that's cool. Supergirl season two is alright with Superman. Yeah, that's right. That's I didn't right. like his costume though. It looks so like made for TV. Yeah. But her costume is amazing. Like it. her costume is what they need in the movie universe if she ever makes an appearance. I agree. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Because they're not doing Flashpoint, which we will get into. <laughs> the last show I want to talk about here, and this this kind of was seated by a, a comment from a, a listener, Darth Goody on Twitter. So shout out to him. He sent us in a comment about Sci-Fi's Krypton, and it reads, Haven't heard you guys mention Sci-Fi's Krypton. I'm actually really enjoying it. Never read much of Superman, but this new show sparked my interest. I've now read Jeff Johns' Brainiac run and about done with the whole collection of The Death of Superman. Give this show a chance if you have got the time. So shout out to Darth Goody on Twitter. Make sure to give him a follow. Yeah. And thanks for sending that in, because that was one show that we had talked about and we never really got what the idea was who it was going to be about but the fact that it's got his attention it's got me somewhat intrigued like have you checked this out sanjay uh i have it pvr'd but i just haven't had time to watch it yet so i you know i will go back and check out these episodes because it's getting good reviews uh seems like a lot of people that watch it really do enjoy it and you know it's made by david goyer who wrote man of steel which is my favorite superman film so i'm, I'm intrigued yeah, shout out to, was it Goody? Goody? Darth? I think Darth. Well, Darth, thanks, man. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check this out since uh, you recommended that. You know, Smallville had the same effect. I wasn't the biggest Superman guy until I went to watch Smallville. That got me into Superman. So, I mean, if that's working out for you, I'll definitely give this a go. I think it's uh, Kal-El's, or no, Jor-El's dad. So it's yeah. Superman's grandfather. Yeah. yeah. Right? And Brainiac's in there, too. Uh, Brainiac. So, uh, yeah, it looks so good in this. this yeah. 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 It's nice that they can disconnect themselves so far from like current continuity as far as superman and all that right so that they have the ability to move around and tell stories that aren't constrained by say the comic books well maybe it is but not the superman-esque what they're doing in the dc extended universe so they have the ability to tell their own story which is kind of cool Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what we want with star wars too is separate yourselves a little bit tell a different story but also kind of give nods to bigger things like brainiac and all that krypton of course yeah is is this connected to the dcu like like Uh, i don't think so i think originally it was supposed to be but i think uh away from that yeah so i don't think so Cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see them do a huge crossover somehow. Right. Like, I know they do them once a year with Flash and Arrow and right. Supergirl and yeah. all that, but maybe bring in Krypton. Like, they, they've had more success crossing <laughs> over than the DC Extended Universe, to oh, be honest with you. Well, the oh, TV sure. series crossovers were amazing. There was this one um, where they had the people from Earth. I can't remember what Earth number it was, but all the superheroes were actually, like, Nazis, and they came over to this earth and then they were like f- fighting each other. And it was such a cool, cool story. Wow. Yeah, it worked really well. Like that was really good. So like the crossovers are great too. Cause TV, you know, you can build up their episodes, right? So you get like 20 episodes of flash green arrow and whatever. So, and, and actually, um, one of the crossovers was pretty similar to infinity war where something happens. And then all the heroes like spoiler, ah, uh, you know, I'm always like dropping these spoilers. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's okay. I'll bleep that one out. <laughs> All this editing time, Sanjay. <laughs> Actually, you segue nicely into Infinity War here. I'm going to take that and run with it. We're going to give an update on the box office. This is a huge movie. Troy, you've seen it three times. Yeah, I've man. seen it twice. Sanjay, you've seen it, what, 10 times? Something like that? Uh, 15. Yeah, 15. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one big time. you got to support it, man. Support the Marvel. Yeah, Anyways, I I don't, I'm, I've never, you know, I haven't missed a film, superhero film in theaters since I think it was The Wolverine. So I'm, I'm on a nice string. Yeah, you're doing nice. pretty good. But let's be honest, this movie doesn't really need any help from us. <laughs> it had another big weekend in its third weekend. It raked in $62 million, which takes it up to a domestic total of $548 million within wow. 17 days. That's crazy. Huge film. But Infinity War's got a little work to do, but $150 million-ish dollars before 150 yeah 150 million ish dollars before it overtakes black panther to be the biggest domestic comic book movie of all time because it is now the biggest global comic book movie of all time because it had a 200 million dollar opening weekend in china that's crazy yeah so it almost matched the domestic total from the u.s and canada in its opening weekend that shows how big this market is and they're huge marvel fans they love the mcu Mm -hmm. so this movie now sits at 1.607 billion dollars globally in 17 days it's the fifth highest grossing movie of all time so they've already paid off their both the films right oh yeah Yeah. they're already into profit yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. the next one's all profit all profit well if unless it doesn't make anything yeah, sure. yeah. Nobody sees it. Yeah. Not a single person. Nobody wants to know what happens. <laughs> yeah. So it's absolutely incredible what they're doing. They're only $70 million short of Jurassic World's global total. They're going to have no problem passing that this no. weekend. Next is The Force Awakens, $2 billion and $68 million. So it's got a little bit of ways to go to catch The Force Awakens, but it's got a great chance of hitting that $2 billion mark, which is a huge milestone when it comes to box office. And what about Avatar? Avatar is $2.7 billion. That's insane. <laughs> Nothing's ever going to touch that. Like if, if Force Awakens didn't touch it and Infinity War can't touch it, there's not going to be a movie ever put to screen, even Avengers 4, that will come even close to Avatar's global total. Avatar 2? No. I don't even think, <laughs> I don't even think Avatar 2 will break the top 10, to be honest with you. Really? I think it's, it, it, it's, no. it's no. going to bomb. Not bomb. It's still going to make a ton of money, but... It's. I think they're going to continue to get forced out of the December time frame by Star Wars films. Yeah. You know, the only chance they had was was this year. 2018 yeah. is the only year I think Disney or Lucasfilm is going to leave that slot open and not have a Star Wars film in there, if they're smart. Yeah. If they just look at the numbers here, like the top three is highest grossing films of all time were all released in December. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just simple math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think it's like a, it's a copycat thing, right? Like summer was like, Jaws was the first hit in summer. E.T. E.T. But then like everyone starts like going into summer and now it's so crowded. Like you, every week there's huge movies coming out. Christmas will be like that too. Like the end of December will be like that in no time. Even this year, there's like three or four huge movies coming out at the same time. That's because Star Wars isn't there. Like (laughs) none of those movies would be there if like, I guess Mary Poppins is there. Yeah. So that's the Disney film trying to fill that Mm -hmm. slot. But every movie is going to move away from December. If a Star Wars film, like you can't, put anything next to it well like jumanji made huge amounts of money and that was right next to star wars and i think it was like the highest profitable sony movie they've ever done it yeah, like 300 guess, million yeah, i guess like kind of programming in Illinois, way right yeah, yeah it had a lot long legs i guess that was the alternate so i guess you are right like yeah. it is it does make sense because you know star wars can only attract so many people right, right? so like people go they go to a movie like oh star wars is sold out what do you want yeah. to see let's see jumanji right yeah. 
and that's probably what happened. Like if if Jumanji was released before, it probably wouldn't have been as big of a hit. No, yeah, you're probably right. So yeah, I guess that whole big statement I just made is not <laughs> true. <laughs> so go Sanjay. <laughs> We're on the topic of Marvel and Infinity War and the Avengers and all that. I um. I picked up the new Avengers book. Maybe I should have done this in our week in comics, but we're doing it here because it, it kind of connects because it seems that Marvel, from a comics perspective, is really looking at Infinity War, looking at the big three in there and thinking, all right, we spent the last five years kind of messing around with our characters, really changing Steve Rogers, Tony Stark, Thor, but it seems that they want to go back to the status quo. We've been promised this numerous times but it looks like this this next iteration of Avengers, this one, I believe it's done by Jason Aaron. Yes. So this just came out, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, Avengers number one. So this came out a couple weeks ago. They had the zero issue was from Free Comic Book Day. But I just wanted to read a panel. Now, I did throw this up on Twitter because this is Marvel getting super real within their own comic mm-hmm. books and really talking to the audience. So I'm just going to read from the first couple pages here. And it starts off, it's, it's Tony, Thor... And Captain America, they're sitting in a bar having a brew, and they start talking to each other about getting the Avengers back together. And we've got Tony Stark saying here, we make quite the trio. Hydra Cap, Komak Tony, and Unworthy Thor. Clearly, it's been a bumpy ride for us three of late, but hey, we're here now, aren't we? Good news-ish. I've got working brain and new armor. Thor's got a new hammer. Cap is the same old Cap again. What more do we need? And this is Cap then starts talking. You know what we need? We need to put the Avengers back together. Steve, I'm not sure we're the ones doing that anymore. Times have changed, and so have we, Tony. So we should recognize when it's time to step aside. We did that. Now it's time to step up again. It's the only thing we can do. So realistically, Marvel, via these three heroes in the comic books, within the panels, is saying, we've tried all kinds of things. We're going back to the status quo, guys. (laughs) Here is the characters. You want to see the characters you're familiar with from the films from old comic books and it was the first time i kind of stepped back and thought okay this is this they're acknowledging what they've been doing it's not working exactly as they want we got some great characters out of it but they seem to be finally stepping back into that frame that we are familiar with we recognize and we want we we've had all sorts of weird iterations of these main characters but they're coming back what are you guys thoughts on that panel marvel just really speaking to the audience yeah, I like it. It's it's cool. I think the last time we had them all together, was it uh, Original Sin just before? Because Original Sin is when Thor loses the hammer. Yeah, Original right? Sin, yeah. So that's, wow, that was 2014, 15? Yeah. Well, so that's, it's been a long time since we've had them together. But um, yeah, it, it's cool. Um, not a bad issue so far. I like how it's tying in the legacy stuff. Yes. Which is really cool. I love seeing that like a... That original one Avengers million team. year Avengers. And Agamotto is yeah. like a part of the Avengers and goes. Oh, it's it's so cool. Check out check out this issue. But yeah, all around the panel is cool. Um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the uh, Age of Ultron scene. Just seeing the Avengers outside of costumes right. and just interacting with each other. Yeah, the party know. scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I like it. It's kinda, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a cool step in the right direction. I think. I hope so. I, I love Jason Aaron. Like this yeah. guy's. He's awesome. He's up there with like Charles Soule, man. This guy's well, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good. He did that great run, God of Thunder. Oh, yeah. And then the Jane Foster run, he's yeah. just finishing up. Yeah. So, yeah, he's got incredible. a lot of books coming out. And this Avengers one, I think it's going to be really good. I'm excited about him him writing Avengers. Cool. And while we're talking here about comic books, our dude's grabs. You know, he's, he's back at it again. He grabs our attention every week. He does. And you fill in a beautiful pun. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so his question this week reads... Judging a book by its color cover. 
Color. 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 <laughs> kind of fits. I don't know. He says, hello, Tim, Troy, and Sanjay, or Tim and Sanjay, or Tim and Troy, or Troy and Sanjay. <laughs> he gets it, right? <laughs> you know, he's in on the joke. Yeah. <laughs> now that I've covered all of my bases, let's deal with the myth of judging a book by its cover. I'm speaking, of course... Of only comic books here. I've listened to Tim give the advice of literally judging a comic by its cover. I have said that several times. While I agree this advice is whole with this advice wholeheartedly, I can't but help but think about the exceptions. My questions for you this week are: What comic books have you read that the cover art didn't correctly convey the quality of the story or the artwork between the covers? What cover art has blown you away, but the story inside was lacking? What are some of your favorite covers? And lastly, have you ever framed a comic book? I've looked into doing this to divide my nerd room into sections, but it doesn't appear to be an easy, as easy as it sounds. Thanks. Grabs. Oh, great What question. up, Grabs? Yeah, yeah great on, question. Man? Shout out. All right, yeah. So some of the covers that kind of didn't jive with the inside art for me, I find a lot of this is like older books from like the 80s or 70s. I don't know if it's just because the paper is old and it's not like really good quality as opposed to like comics today where they actually put some care and effort into them but like sometimes like the inks and stuff kind of like run and it looks kind of like smaller it's just i'm not knocking it but like the, the covers are always like these amazing things and then you like look inside and you're like yeah so, like some of them are great but some of them i kind of like am disappointed it kind of reminds me of like the vhs days where the covers on the vhs's would be amazing and then the movie would be absolute garbage yeah so uh, <laughs> like a movie poster too yeah right like that was the only way they could get you to go in for those low budget movies um some of my favorite covers definitely one of my favorites i love this cover is the cover with superman fighting muhammad ali oh, and they're in the boxing one. ring yeah. and uh everyone in the crowd is like someone famous i think like the president's in it batman's in it adam west i think is actually in it so there's a lot of cool people like uh celebrities in there so many good covers um like i really love the justice league ones from like the golden age where they're really cool they have like the whole team together uh like the one another one that i really love is uh nightfall where bane breaks batman's Ooh, back yeah, and the covers bane has him like over his back it's that's fantastic um some of the covers what was the other part some of the covers that that didn't quite convey the artwork or the story so you had really great cover but the story was kind of like eh. oh um that's just all like the 70s 80s stuff yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so so that's it for me. Um, what about you guys? Oh, great uh, question, by the way, Grabs. Yeah, no, for me, uh, right off the bat that I can think of, that uh, compa cover was awesome, but the book just was, I'll just say trash, was uh, Mace Windu. I, I was yeah. really anticipating the Mace Windu run. And when I opened that book, the art was, I didn't even, I, th I thought I got chipped. I didn't think I got an authentic, <laughs> real Marvel Star Wars comic book. It's, it's horrible. Like, I stopped the series after... After issue one, wow, <laughs> yeah, that was it. It's that bad, bed. eh? Me too. Put to rest. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And I like, I have like a stack full of Star Wars books. When I read yeah. them, I, I like to finish them all. Right. I, I had to give up on that one. That's the only series that I dropped. Wow. Yeah, that one was was pretty whack. Um, I'm with you with the seventies and the eighties kind yeah. of stuff. Um, I loved all of the X Men versus Avengers covers. Yeah, those are all super cool. There's, yeah. there's one on there where. Kind of what issue maybe seven or eight where Spider-Man takes on like the Phoenix Force and Spidey's suits like damage. I think you posted that image a long time ago, maybe. I don't know on Twitter. But anyways, that's a cool one. Huh. Um anything from back in black, Spidey. Yeah. Um, the JMS run. Any of those arts are cool. Um, I, I can't think of too many that are 
they're that bad, like right off the dome. Yeah. But there is plenty of them out there <laughs> for sure. Uh, ones that I framed, I framed um, this runway back, I think 2013. They retold the Clone Saga story. Um, the art was awesome. I like to frame those guys. But yeah. the story wasn't that good because of the Clone Saga. Like it's uh, yeah. like Spidey's lows. <laughs> that wasn't very good. Um, I have a issue 38, New 52, uh, Batman. It's oh, cool. Yeah. It's a classic throwback. It's a... It's a um, it's a very cover, but it's a throwback to Batman Robin where like the, the lights like shined on them and Batman's kind of covering up with the cape. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it was, um, they're celebrating Flash. I think it's Flash's 75th, so Flash right. is like sprinting across them quickly That's enough. Cool. It's, it's really cool. cool. It's a sweet cover. So um, that one I have framed as well. And there's another Spider-Man in a black costume. I don't even know. I think it's Spectacular Spider-Man. I have that framed just because I like that costume. So you just reminded me of something. Um, cool covers like DC back in the New 52, every week or every month, they seem to have some sort of theme going on. Yeah. One of my favorites was they used movies from WB and they put in their characters in there. And actually, Troy, you just posted this image. That's right. Batgirl. was Batgirl in uh, Purple Rain. Yes. The, yeah. yeah I, I remember that. And they also did Aquaman and his Free Willy. You yeah. That one was cool. You know, the whale yeah. born over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there were some really cool ones. Like really Harley cool Quinn ones. was in uh, Jailhouse Rock with Elvis. Right. Um, I can't remember some of them. Uh, Beetlejuice. There was one Beetlejuice. It was Justice League Dark, and it was Beetlejuice. Cool. Um, and the Justice League one was uh, Magic Mike, and they were all dressed oh, up yeah, as like uh, male weird. strippers. Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> I remember that one. Um, and you know, and, and uh, you can always go pretty well with the variant covers. Variant covers yeah. are always pretty sweet. Uh, Marvel yeah. did the whole hip hop run. Yeah, that's awesome. right. Awesome. A while back, so that's cool, and and everything from uh, Justice League New Fifty Two, uh, Doomsday Doomsday Wars. Oh, uh, Dark Side Wars. Dark Side Wars. Yeah, all those covers are mint. All yeah, them. yeah. So that's that's it for me. Are guys. you guys fans of the Lenticular covers? Yeah, I picked up when they did the Justice or the DC Villains Month or whatever. Oh yeah, those were really cool. Yeah, yeah. I picked up. I think I got the Joker one. A few yeah. of the other ones. Is that the that... future, future something. Future uh, or... no, I think it was like after Forever Evil, where like the yeah. villains win. So like they're all like lenticular and like they had like for for one month like all the heroes. So instead of getting Batman, you got a Riddler, uh, Joker, Penguin, oh, okay. and Two Face. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that's cool. Yeah, I like doing I like the embossed yeah. covers a little bit. And I got actually for me, I got one in front of me. It's the Age of Ultron. So it was a ten issue Bendis run. Oh yeah. And it was a weird, weird story that was a bit out of sequence. Like they had teased it a couple years before and it was delayed. And so when it came out, it made no sense with continuity. But the covers were really cool. The covers were cool. Like the first cover too is this cool embossed with Ultron holding all the heroes. They're all dead. It's like cool. gold too, I think. Yeah, right? it's got nice. kind of this real feel from Age of Ultron, the film. Yeah. Right. About when Tony Stark's sitting there and all the, the heroes are dead kind of around him. And so this, the film didn't adapt this comic book run because it's, it's pretty crazy what yeah. happens. Get some stuff with Wolverine and all that. But the covers were really good. The, the story, eh. Yeah. But <laughs> I just say some of my favorite covers, and I got a bunch framed behind me too, is Civil War number seven. Now this is, I got it out right here. This is oh, the, yeah. the Tony Stark, oh, Captain America. Classic. Classic. Yeah, the repulsor ray up against the shield and all the heroes kind of strolled, or all the heroes kind of just out all around them. I've got Infinity War issue, I think one and four other big ones yeah one and four i got them actually framed up behind me gorgeous covers one is i wish they did a movie poster but they got they got close but not quite mm-hmm. and then four is he's saying uh come and get me like he's just it's all black yeah. It, yeah. it's awesome jim starling art or not art but jim starling era art fantastic stuff and the guardians guardians volume one it's another one i got framed here it's 
one of my favorite covers as well. It's got startled in the front. It was like the, the first iteration of this team coming to fruition of this more modernized team coming to fruition on the pages. The cover is awesome. But I have to say, Krabs, when you're talking about framing a comic book, all I do, I'm not sure exactly what you do, Troy, but all I got is from Ikea. There's, I think it's a 10 inch by a 12 and a quarter inch or 12 and a half inch frame. And I just take my board and bag, put the comic book in there, center it up, put a white piece of paper behind it, put it in, slap it on the wall. Yeah. Like easy. The, the, the frames are a couple bucks at Ikea yeah. and it's no issue and they look great. You know, if you go up close, you can see the bag. Yeah. But the reason I keep it in the board and bag is that anything, now you're better with um, the plastic, whatever it's called, the acetate, not quite acetate. Anyways. For like sunlight and all that? Yeah, for sunlight, but also for, if you have glass, there's a tendency if it gets a little moisture in it, especially if you're in a basement or something, the the paper will eventually just stick to the glass. Mm. Uh, and so if you ever go to take it out, it'll just rip. I, right. If you've seen a picture that's gotten wet in a glass frame mm-hmm. and it's pressed right up against it, it'll rip. You'll you'll destroy the comic book. So I always recommend putting a little barrier, whether it's a uh, just a plastic acetate uh, cover or the board and cover fits right into this frame. So I'd recommend doing that to help protect the comic book. Um, it makes it bulge at the back a little bit, but yeah. it's not a huge deal. Yeah. But is that what you do when you frame? Yeah, I do. I think I got mine from Michael's, but same yeah. idea. Exact same idea. Yeah, they, they don't fit yeah. perfectly. There's a little they bit do. of a white strip on each side. Yeah. But that's okay. It yeah. looks they good. They still look good, though. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, great question, man. It's it's covers. And like you said, for me, I literally judge books by the cover. Yeah. <laughs> I go, I'll look at it. And I even was intrigued this past week by there's this new book out called The Adamantium Agenda. Right. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it and I was like, this is kind of a cool cover. Bought it and I really like what was inside. Yeah. Cool. So it's for me, the cover does a lot. And like talking about covers, we can't do this without mentioning Alex Ross. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. He oh, is yeah. the king. Yeah. yeah. So, and he, he, they are guilty of using his covers, even for some stuff in Marvel not too long ago. Yeah. They did with Spidey and yeah. Avengers. Yeah. Recently. yeah. Draw you in with yeah. Alex Ross cover art and you get inside, you're like, whew, this art does not look consistent <laughs> with the yeah. cover. Definitely. So, yeah, they do play those games. And even some of the Star Wars, like the Vader book, the art on that is really good. Yeah. But they do have a tendency to mislead you sometimes big time you look at the cover art even for this recent veteran that we have you know praised from beginning to right now yeah you look at the covers and you think something's going to happen or there's a scene you think they're pulling from but it's not in there at all even sometimes you see covers with costumes yeah like you'll see like black spider-man costume yeah and you get through the book and you never, he's never in the box. Yeah, that's not a variant. That's just like a yeah. real cover. And you're like, yeah. what? Yeah. So something's gotten screwed up. So covers can be very, very misleading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with stories that might be a bit shaky. They pay a little bit extra yeah. to get that good cover out there. So yeah, i cautious on that one. I always take a flip through. Always open, especially Definitely. if it's a new book. Yeah. Look inside, flip through. I don't have a tendency to read it, yeah. but I'll look at the art. Like I've put books down. Because I look at the cover, this is great, open it up, and then like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I've done that with Eden Guardian's books. Like oh, yeah? I eventually picked them all up, but I looked inside and I was like, well, this is not for me. So yeah, I think the, the cover can draw you in, but yeah. that's a cautionary tale on maybe just flip through to make sure that you're comfortable with that before you spend the four or five bucks Canadian on the comic books. Yeah. yeah. I, I find a major turnoff, I don't know about you guys, both cover art is when you get too many like, text bubbles yeah. over. Like, I find oh, that yeah. should be inside the book and not yeah. outside. I agree. Especially in this day and age. Yeah. Yeah. Clean. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Definitely. Um, one other book I got to show some love to the Jim Lee cover for X-Men number one, 
when it's like he folds out and you have Magneto. Oh, Cyclops, I had that one. Yeah, and Cyclops yeah. shooting his laser or his uh, optic blast at Magneto. Yeah, and Wolverine. Wolverine on yeah. the cover. Oh, oh, I love that. Yeah, I got that. X Men nineties was yeah. the best. Oh, yeah. How did I forget that one? I think Jeez, that was like call. I think that sold like seven million copies or something like crazy like yeah. that. And I bet you a lot of it was because the cover was just so fantastic. It was on point. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Lee at his prime. Well, Jim Lee is, I think, like, pound for pound, he's my favorite artist right now. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Hush Batman, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, New 52 Justice League. Yeah. 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 Did some Suicide Squad even, so. Yeah. Covers are where it's at. I got to get one more shout out. I know we're going to keep <laughs> Avengers number four. That was the return of Captain America. Oh, oh yeah. yeah that's, the original. That's him coming. And that's, you see that image of Captain America, him running with the shield. Yeah. You see that on a lot of t-shirts, a lot oh, of yeah. promo art they use it for still. Yeah. Even get some of those tin poster things from what was HMV or Michael's oh, yeah. and that even sell them. Yeah. It's all that cover art that they that's, use that they pull true. from. Yeah. So. That's true. Yeah, it's, cool. it's, it's a fantastic book. That's my yeah. next big comic book. I've got Avengers number one. Avengers number four has got to be the next one for me. Nice. Nice. Yeah. nice. So nice. anyways, Grabs, thank you again for your contributions. We look forward to next week's question. Yes. Always a blast to throw that around. Always. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So sticking with Marvel here, we've got another movie coming out this weekend. Deadpool 2. The Deuce. The Deuce. Yeah. Now... We had criticized this a little bit because the marketing wasn't as good as the first one. Mm-hmm. And now this was several months ago. I have to take that back. They have gone ground floor guerrilla marketing with this again. They've done some fantastic spots as of late. Not giving much away the movie, but there was a thing with David Beckham a couple of weeks yes, ago that's right, yeah. and him apologizing. And so if you go into Ryan Reynolds' feed, I think it's Van City Reynolds. Okay. He's got some great stuff posted in there, Deadpool promotional material and all that it's good it's going back to basics what they did with deadpool one and looking at the reactions here very positive you know they're talking about it as being very funny reynolds again kills it the ensemble does really well inside of this film i guess there's a really great post-credit scene as well it does suffer apparently from some of the reviews that i've read over on rotten tomatoes it does suffer from some sequel issues kind of that burden it carries of trying Mm -hmm. to replicate the first but also break new grounds but also make sure you're given the same movie that people really enjoyed before (laughs) so it does suffer from a little bit of that apparently but that's to be expected especially with the style of movie this is and we've always said you got to do the same thing but escalate it sounds like they go darker they go more explicit they go more gruesome so it looks like it's going to hit where that that kind of frame where we expected it to so what are you guys' personal anticipation for this film? Oh, me big time. I have this in my fantasy draft. Yes, so that's right. So go out there and see this movie. But um, no, this looks pretty cool because it really looks like we're getting not so much a Deadpool 2, but a Deadpool featuring the X-Factor or X-Force. X-Force yeah, so, that's Yeah, right. X-Force. So that looks uh, pretty cool. The, the, a lot of the trailers might have had me laughing pretty hard. Yeah. Cable's looking better. You know what? Me, to be honest, I wasn't a big fan of the look they went with Cable, but it's growing on me a lot more. Yeah. And uh, it looks like they're committed to making him the bad guy as far as I'm concerned right now. Like, we yeah. haven't seen any other villain. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it could be something different once we get into the film. But Cable, Domino, that Peter character that we're introduced oh, to. Oh, so great. Yeah. Looks hilarious man um I can't, I can't wait for this film i really do hope they connect cable's origin to cyclops somehow because um, mm-hmm. obviously he is his kid so that'd be really cool if they touch on that just a little bit you don't have to go too hard into that but uh i'm excited man yeah yeah mm-hmm. i'm super excited i got my tickets for uh, thursday little hesitation because is this going to be the last time we see ryan reynolds as deadpool you know with disney buying fox you know, this could be the second last x-men movie we ever see in theaters so you know there's all this talk of all these other movies coming out 
you know, I guess the only way to change that is for this movie to make a ton of money. And I think Disney's smart enough that if this movie makes like 300 million in North America, they're like, you know what? We're just going to leave this alone. I, I feel like they could just leave it they alone. They could. They really yeah. could. Just put in its touchstone element and just yeah. let it do its own thing. Yeah, right. It's not yeah. under the Disney banner. Or just put it under the, like, even it doesn't have to go under the Marvel banner. Yeah. Do the, so, or, you don't need to to tag it the same way you do the MCU. You can just leave it on its own. Yeah. X Men that's harder to do. Yeah, but this because of the style of movie and the fact that Ryan Reynolds embodies his character the same way that Downey does oh, Iron yeah. Man, that Evans does Captain America. You know, it's that same connection to that character. Mm-hmm. So I'd say just leave it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I don't want him in the MCU. You know, it just wouldn't fit. Like to see like a. You know, Deadpool showing up in Infinity War Part 2 or something. Like, I, I you know, I, I agree. Just keep it separate. But yeah, I'm super excited for this movie. This movie looks great. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes score right now, I just checked, at 86%. So okay. that's pretty high. Yeah. Uh, higher than, I think the first one was at 82 or 83. So, you know, in and around the first one. And yeah, I'm super excited for this. So I hope it does well. I have no doubt it will. And I hope I enjoy it. Yeah, I, I don't have tickets for it yet. Um, I'm rocking the, the solo dad this week. So, solo dad, yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> I lead that into the next topic. But it uh, it's something I'm going to definitely check out. But our review for this film is going to be in June of this year. Uh, we're going to give people an opportunity to see this, coming off the back in Infinity War, going into solo. A lot of people might be skipping this, so we don't want to put too many people out listen to the podcast the next couple weeks so we're going to leave this till later on june give troy and i the opportunity to go see this at some point this weekend as well definitely try to check it out if not late this weekend then early next week i'm definitely going to see it but that review will be coming a little later on so we're not going to do our normal weekend of or week of release review on that we're going to do our uh, prelude to solo next week and then of course the solo review the week after so box office predictions for opening weekend oh, we yes. do that for every movie yes, we do all right Shoot. i'll start it off i'll say 160 160 what did the first one do was it like 90 something yeah Just let me do a little research that's also in february so and no uh, infinity war so yeah you're doing 160 what are your thoughts troy i'll go with 142 i'm gonna do 122 yeah yeah. yeah, so that's a big range. That's the biggest range we've ever had, I yeah. think, on box office production. Yeah. So mm. what did you say? 160? 160? I said 160, but the first one did 132. Oh, it did do Oh, so I'm going yeah. south of that. Do, yeah. Is there any reason to think that it <clears throat> excuse me, won't do as well as the original? Well, I think Infinity, War? Infinity War, yeah, it's, it's the big elephant in the room, right? Yeah. And so do you think there's consequences for the film being in between infinity war and solo oh absolutely you have to pick they're gonna do infinity war and they're gonna do solo Mm -hmm. but you shouldn't you should go see deadpool (laughs) no 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 you need to see solo because seems selfish (laughs) you know solo is a little film and if you guys okay uh, i had a talk with kathleen kennedy and she told me that if solo doesn't do at least 500 million domestically then she's canceling every single star wars movie after this yeah it's a nerd room exclusive yeah Yeah, that's right kathleen kennedy said it you can post it Direct all of your comments on Twitter to at Sunjabi. <laughs> Do not tag either of us. <laughs> no, yeah, I think it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to discussing Deadpool in a bit yeah. of detail here. And I think it's going to do good. I'm going to keep my, my prediction here at 122 because I think it's going to suffer a bit from Infinity War and Solo, right. even though it's trying to get out of the way of both of them. Mm-hmm. It would have been better to maybe push this back to, say, March, you know, in the wake or kind of in the wake of black panther, panther yeah, yeah for sure so because nothing came out in march or really even in april except for infinity war yeah that's right 
it's yeah. it's uh it's been a good year 2018 i think i've seen like five movies in theaters and each of them i've really enjoyed so you know keep it coming 2018 could be you know the best year of superhero films yet who knows it might just be i think man. i said did i say last year was or last year was 20 yeah last year was 2017 we had wonder woman spider-man thor logan logan i think i did and i think guardians too yeah, yeah i think I, if i go back to our year in review i'm pretty sure i said 2017 was the best year for comic book movies ever yeah. Well, just as a whole yeah right. not the best film no came out in that year but as a whole yeah. so let's let's see what 2018 brings because infinity war is already already killing it black panther black panther yeah, is already yeah, killing it right ant-man and the wasp so and then aquaman yeah. we'll Aqu- see my man incredibles <laughs> so oh those, yeah those, i told spidey verse too that's right December, so and um teen titans go yeah, oh, I'm know. definitely going that. Yeah, my daughter and I have been watching that show like crazy. Really? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, watch. awesome. Yeah. yeah, I love that show. Did you see that they actually used Michael Bolton? Because Deadpool 2 used Celine Dion for like a theme song. Right. So then Teen Titans are like, oh, we got you back, Ryan Reynolds. You know, you got Celine, but we got Michael Bolton. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's they've, had, they've had some nice back and forth between <laughs> the two. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, even the Russo brothers and Ryan Reynolds have had some back and forth. Yeah, I heard about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with the Thanos Infinity Glow. Yeah. Uh, and the Thanos demands your silence. Yeah, and then it was like Deadpool. Then it was like this whole big hashtag that Reynolds put out. And then the Russo brothers sent back the Infinity Gauntlet and giving them finger. <laughs> <laughs> so I love I love the, that inner studio banter. I think it's fantastic. I think it's funny. You know, a lot of people like fanboys get like so upset, but in in real life, like these people are all friends, right? Yeah. You know, you do a superhero film, doesn't matter if you're doing Batman or Guardians, you're gonna have like that connectivity where you're like, you know, we both did like superhero films, and so I think, yeah, I guarantee there's no bitterness like if Gal Gadot sees Chris Hemsworth at a party. Um, you know, I don't think they're gonna start brawling. It'd be a great party, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking about the DC Extended Universe, you, you did mention that briefly with Wonder Woman here, so I'm gonna try to segue that awkwardly into this. Flashpoint is dead. Woo! So the Flash. It was announced in, I believe, 2014, late 2014, that we were gonna get a Flash film, and then more recently, I think last year at Comic Con, they said, nope, it's gonna be a Flashpoint film. So a big mm-hmm. crossover. So we had thought and theorized a bit, speculated, if you will, that this was going to be their way to correct the course of the DC Extended Universe. Maybe bring in Jeffrey Dean Morgan, do the... Um, Flashpoint, Thomas Wayne. Yeah, Thomas, Thomas Wayne, Wayne, thank you. Batman, Batman yeah. kind of change things up, spit out the other side, a fixed Extended Universe. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal is Batman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> tweaking things yeah. here. But it appears that WB is about done with that as well. And we're probably just going to get a Flash solo outing at some point. Never, It hasn't been announced. And this hasn't been officially confirmed by DC, but rumors going around mm-hmm. the internet, comicbookmedia.com had a few articles about this. It seems that they're stepping back from these big crossover events prior to getting out some of the characters and getting that popularity behind them. We got Wonder Woman, Aquaman this year. What are you guys' thoughts on Warner Brothers notionally putting a stop to these crossover events, Flashpoint, and just trying to go forward with their solo outings, build some momentum behind the characters, and then crossover? Um, well, you know, at first when they announced the Flashpoint movie, um, a lot of people were saying, you know, Ben Affleck was done as Batman and that this was going to be their way. He, this was going to be his last film. And then at the end, it would be like a new Batman and it would be like a new transition. But now we're hearing rumors on Twitter that actually Ben Affleck wants to stay on as Batman. So, you know, the Flashpoint movie doesn't make sense anymore. So, you know, and the directors that have come on, I can't remember. There's two of them and they did that Game Night movie. Yeah. So, you know this flash movie has been in limbo for so many years mm-hmm. i mean we had the director i can't remember his name but he did the movie dope 
is 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 uh, I'm losing his name right now, but that was a fantastic film. I love that film. So I was really excited, and then he dropped out. And then I think there was like some other people that were in. I think the people that were supposed to do solo were attached to it as well. Yeah, Lord Miller. Yeah, and then they dropped out before even like the dope guy got in. So you know, it's this this movie's gone through like a lot of changes. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna be bad. I mean, Wonder Woman went through a lot of changes as well. Um, so you know, I I don't know. Like I just want to see you know what what's coming out. You know, I'm I'm dying here. Comic Con, they gotta they gotta tell us something here because. We got Aquaman. We got Shazam. Shazam just finished filming mm-hmm. actually last week in Toronto. So that's two movies for sure. Wonder Woman's supposed to start filming later this month in May. So it's three films. Okay, great. What else do we got? You know, there's so many movies coming out, so many rumors. You know, I, I would love to see a Flash movie because, you know, uh, he was kind of like the weak point in Justice League for me. So I would love to see them fla- uh, flesh flash out his character <laughs> you like what i did there and uh you know and it'd be cool if it's like a solo film give us something different like we had the rogues in the tv series i think yeah so give us like something like gorilla grod yeah, like captain the, cold captain cold that'd be cool yeah you know give us something that's pretty cool like a good villain flash has a pretty good rogues gallery oh, actually one of the best so you know set it up have like a good trilogy maybe have like reverse flash in there have time travel but like do that for like the sequel or the third one just keep this a Flash film. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on your boat, you know, because the Flash didn't work for me at all in Justice League. And mm-hmm. he has such high shoes to fill watching Grant Gustin, what he does on the CW, he kills it. And the roster, Captain Cold, Reverse Flash, like, they're killing it on that show. And um, I think you're right. Like, you need to put those villains in this film. But, you know, as I think about it, this, this might just be dead. Like, yeah. they might just be stalling time here because DC keeps playing off the timelines in the movies we know we're getting um obviously aquaman and we yeah. know we're getting shazam but they yeah. haven't really given us anything afterwards i wouldn't be surprised if those are the last two films there's no slate we get and that's it and then they start fresh well I mean, obviously you gotta do wonder woman. you got wonder woman too that's coming to. down they have they to start have filming to. right uh later this month later this month so i mean obviously for comic-con the big pushes are going to be those two captain marvel yeah or sorry shazam <laughs> and uh and aquaman but i mean they they're tippy-toying around the nightwing and the batgirl or batwoman the suicide squad the joker film what happened to that like it's just disappeared again. Yeah, well, sirens. I Gotham heard sirens. Um, they're doing what I heard the latest rumor, and you know, take this with a grain of salt, mm-hmm. is they're doing a Birds of Prey movie. Harley Quinn uh, is in it, and right. it's going to be written. I can't remember her name, but it's written by a female and it's directed by a female director. So they're really trying to like push. Um, I think it's going to be like an all female cast or something, like right. cast and crew. I don't know for sure, but it seems like they're really trying to go with like a female justice league in a way cool yeah which is cool. really cool i mean it's supposed to have um batgirl in it um poison ivy catwoman and harley quinn which are four amazing batman characters it's so sure. hard i guess they did it in guardians so i guess i can't really but it's it's so hard to do an ensemble like that even suicide squad i guess but you're just throwing everyone into you know here's poison ivy it's, yeah. it's a lot of characters to introduce power sets Give a little backstory too, but then also have a forward progressing narrative. It's it's a lot to do. And oh, yeah. I guess there's lots of great examples of it being done properly. But in the worlds that we're living in right now, or at least as far as our cinematic experiences, the audience does demand a bit of that understanding of a character before going maybe I'm asking a little bit too much. But well, I think Marvel's trained us though, right? Like yeah. I don't want to keep comparing it to Marvel back and forth, but I mean they keep announcing all these other characters to spin out of the core characters. Like we have Batman and yeah. we're not using Batman. We have Superman 
They haven't given him a sequel. Yeah. All we've had is Wonder Woman. Like, I don't know why you just don't make the core movies and then branch off yeah. anything else from there. You can branch off Robin. You can There's branch a blueprint. Off. There is. We've clearly seen it done and it's been mm-hmm. working for the last 10 years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, as cool as um, Shazam's going to be, you know, I'm really pumped for that movie, but like, you know, I'd like to see some more updates on Man of Steel sequel yes. and the Batman with uh, Matt Reeves. Yes. Right? Like, Shazam's cool, but like, you can't have the connected universe if you don't have a strong batman and superman you have a strong wonder woman and she you know she her solo film was amazing it's one of my favorite films but you know the batman and superman you you know bring these guys give them their own solo films again you know i and you can do all the other stuff because i have no doubt in my mind that those two would be big hits and then if those two are big hits then all the other prefer uh like the other characters will get bigger as well. Like yeah. you're talking about, look at uh, Infinity War. That was such a huge hit, and now people are saying Ant Man and the Wasp is gonna kill it at the box office because you know you get people excited for that universe, and then all the other characters that maybe wouldn't have been as excited of before get more excited now. So you know, I, I'm excited for what we're getting because like for years we've got nothing here at yeah. DC. So you know, hats off, keep trying different things, but let's not forget about Batman and Superman. The basics. Yeah. Yes. So well, we'll watch this with keen eyes. I think. I think it's it's something. And Comic Con, they gotta they gotta own it. They gotta announce a slate. They gotta con- just announce a slate, and even if it's only three more movies, and just commit to that. Yeah. Like I think they've announced the slate like ten times. <laughs> yeah. And just commit to something. Don't go too far into the future. Say go to end of twenty twenty. This is what we're gonna build, guys. Get excited about this. Get behind these films. That's all they need to do. Yeah, like if if you brought out like you've had Batgirl cast and like we have Batgirl coming twenty nineteen and this is who's gonna be. Yeah, boom. Yeah, they did with Brie Larson a couple years ago. Exactly. Captain Marvel's happening. Oh yeah. yeah, By the way, we cast her. She's right right here. Yeah, (laughs) totally down for that. And and, uh, Marvel's not making an appearance this year or Disney. So really, it's just WB show. And they, they, you know, they, they seem to always bring in a comic con, you know, I've always liked what they've done. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that continues because they're going to have to be the ones that kind of drive the engine this year. Mm-hmm. Drive it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think there's, there's big things to come here. We'll keep, we'll keep watch on this and we'll be sure to bring you guys the latest in the DC extended universe. News. It's never boring in no, DC. It's never, right? it's it never like a standstill. There's always something happening. It's like a gossip train of some sort. <laughs> it's like gossip girl meets... Yeah. DC. DC. There you go. That's a great show. I'd watch that. Well, go to the CW. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to close this week out with some discussion about Star Wars. And it's interesting that we've had a bit of this discussion about the DC Extended Universe, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And yeah, we're, we're very ingrained in this. And we you hear about us talking all the time about how much we love the, the viewing experience and how much we've committed to this universe and how we really love how they're, they're trying to develop these things. And I'm not sure if Star Wars is going the same way or not, but I, I want to get into a bit larger of a discussion about how we think all of Star Wars is going to evolve. Because recently, in the last couple of weeks, we've got some more insight as to what's coming down and really going to fill the hole of the saga films. Once we go past episode nine, we don't know what's going to be there. Even after Solo, there's a year and a half of absentee Star Wars films. But Filoni and the crew over at Lucasfilm did announce that we're getting Star Wars Resistance. Now, this was a couple weeks ago. We just haven't had an opportunity to discuss this. Now, this is coming out this fall. 
It's another Filoni executive produced animated venture that's going to be taking place prior to the events of The Force Awakens. It's going to focus around a pilot recruited into the Resistance, been sent on top secret missions to spy on the First Order. We're going to get to hear the voices of Oscar Isaacs, Poe Dameron. Wow. We're going to get to Gwendolyn Christie as far as um, Captain Phasma. And there's a whole slew of other really great voice actors that are going to be contributing to this. Now, this comes out, like I said, in the fall on Disney XD and the Disney Channel in the U.S. So, first of all, thoughts on this next animated venture by Lucasfilm. We're coming off the back end of the Big Rebels finale. This seems like it's going to be in a different sort of art style, just based off of the kind of title card they sent out mm-hmm. and some of the words that they did express in here. It's not going to be so much of this computer animator, computer generated Clone Wars Rebels type of animation, something a little different. But Troy, what are your thoughts on this after coming out of Rebels yeah. on this new series and where it takes place in the timeline? When is it going to air again? This fall. This fall. Okay, cool. So we don't have to wait too long. I'm, I'm excited, obviously, because it's Star Wars and Dave Filoni has done no wrong. Like, mm-hmm. if it's up to me, I give him the keys to run the whole show over there <laughs> at Star Wars. He's, he's the man. But um, the resistance, that's where I'm kind of like, ah, you know, like, the, if you ask me, I've always liked the Rebels. Obviously, and I've always liked the prequel era more so. But um, the Resistant members, I'm like, okay, it's just because I'm a, I'm a sucker for the Jedis and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. obviously, we're not going to have any Jedis. So they're really going to have to capture me and, and really pique my interest with um, the characters that they're going to develop. But Dave Filoni is so good at creating new original characters like Ahsoka. So yeah. it's it's going to be great. I can't wait. And the art style is really what intrigues me too because we're getting away from the 3D animation. Yeah. So that'll be pretty cool. And uh, all around, I'm excited to, to see this. Is it going to run like the same airtime I would think as uh, Rebels? Yeah, probably half an hour episodes yeah, would be probably. my guess. Like you're so, 20 minute long with commercials. Yeah, it's the cameos. That's what I'm really excited about. And that's what they're going to be big. And you're going to see probably the big cameos in the first couple episodes to right. kind of pull people into this. I'm excited about the timeline. Like if you look at this relative to where Rebels took place prior to A New Hope, yeah. this is Rebels Resistance prior to The Force Awakens. Yeah. So it's going to have a similar feel and vibe to it. Right. I think about kind of collecting up the resistance, forming different parts of it. Uh, kind of the interesting thing here, it just got me thinking about canon, is that Poe wasn't really recruited until that the Before the Awakening book, which is right before The Force Awakens. I don't... Well, how how much after Return of the Jedi is this? How far after? It says the time prior to The Force Awakens. But if right. Poe is in the resistance at this point, or if he's cameoing in it, the assumption is that he's in the resistance. But if you go to that book... My takeaway from it, now if anyone else has any more insights on this, was that it took place right before The Awakening, right before the film. Well, did po- the comic as well? The comic takes place, yeah, before the film as yeah, well. And they, with Lord Sinteca, yeah, right? you're right. Yeah, yeah with Lord Sinteca. And they yeah. do actually reference that book. that Because he goes and sees Leia and she says, oh, I'm starting the Resistance, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, but yeah, that comic book fits in there as well. But... So maybe we'll see some combo we'll characters see. or Snap Wexley. Or, or Leia. You know, I, I, it'd be cool if we could tie on some of the Bloodline stuff, like yeah. the Maxine Warriors and all that kind of stuff. would be really cool. Um, maybe you see Ben. Definitely yeah. see Han. So, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to this. Sanjay, yeah. you're going to be checking this out. This is your, your opportunity to get into the new era of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Get into some watching, some TV shows, um, some Star Wars content. Yeah, it's okay to say no. Um, probably not, just because I just don't have the time for it. But it does sound interesting, and it sounds cool. It looks like the animation looks a little bit more like all ages. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Maybe like 
in a couple of years when my daughter's a little bit older, maybe we'll check it out together. Yeah, we'll corrupt her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and another show that we will be seeing at some point in time, and we mentioned this at the top, is John Favreau's Star Wars series. Now, John Favreau from Iron Man, Jungle Book fame. He also did Elf, which I really love. Yeah. <laughs> so he's part of the crew that brought together the the kind of the initial stages of the MCU yes. in Phase 1 with Iron Man, Iron Man 2. He's currently still playing Happy Hogan in the films. So he's a big part of this. I believe he even got a, yeah executive producer credit on Infinity War. Nice. So he's still a big part of that universe. But now he's shifting that focus over to Lucasfilm and to Star Wars. Now, he was on the red carpet at the solo premiere and did confirm that his live action TV series or series will be taking place. Now, in the quote from the Nerdist, it said seven years after the Battle of Endor, but that's now been corrected to seven years after the Battle of Yavin, which puts it about three years after the Battle of Endor. So in this time frame that hasn't been explored very much outside of the Aftermath books, he did also mention that it will feature all new characters, so no one that we're really familiar with, probably cameos, and using the cutting-edge tech from the Jungle Book. So cool. what are your guys' thoughts on some of these comments? First, we'll, we'll say the placement of this film being post-Return of the Jedi and sometime after Return of the Jedi. It's not right after the Battle of Endor, but it's going to be picking up the pieces of the New Republic, of the end of the Empire, and maybe referencing some stuff from Aftermath. Um, the planets. I can't wait to see the planets. If you're talking Jungle Book technology, yeah, this is going to be nuts. Um, Jakku, we can go back to um, picking up again after Bloodlines or even, um, well, I guess way before Bloodlines, yeah. but um, Shattered Empire. Yeah. Sorry, some Shattered of that Empire, kind of stuff yeah. from Battlefront 2, Battlefield, Battlefront, Battlefront 2 with uh, Star Wars. So um, that's pretty cool. Again, all original characters. So I guess like that's all right. You know, it'll be cool. I just, I really, man, I, I want, I want more Luke. You know, yeah. and I've been saying this for a while. I'm, I'm a sucker for that whole uh, Sebastian Stan theory that he could play. Because <laughs> he's that age. He could play that yeah. Luke between that age, which would be really cool. And he looks just like him in whatever they did on that, on Photoshop. Yeah. But um, anyways, all good. We'll get original characters. It's just, again, we're not probably going to get any Jedis, which is, I feel like we're, we're lacking in Star Wars right now is like some heavy Jedi content um, going past like the Vader comic book. We were kind of lacking in that sense. But all around, John Favreau, again, this guy is incredible, man. What he does, he's he's very good at doing the whole universe building, obviously, what he's done in the MCU with um, Iron Man. So I think we're in great hands, but the technology is really what fascinates me here. Yeah. What do you think, man? Yeah, that sounds really cool. John Favreau, you know, great director. He did Iron Man, Jungle Book. Chef. That was really good, too. Chef. I heard, actually, that so was really good. good. Yeah. I actually heard that Chef was like his personal film because like he did all these like little films and then he like did all these blockbusters and in the movie Chef right he's like a small time chef or something and yeah. he like and he makes a food truck makes a food truck because yeah. he wants to go back to his roots and that's kind of like his directing career yeah. um, which was kind of cool but uh, yeah no um, I think it's I think it's pretty cool um, it's a TV series. It's yes, on Netflix it, or I'm assuming or Disney or the assumption is that it's Disney streaming. At least that's my assumption. Is that it's gonna be one of the big things that they bait you over to the Disney streaming service with. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I'd be more likely to watch it on a streaming service, to be honest with you. Yeah. Just because then you can go back and rewatch the episodes or you know, you don't have to like hope your PVR doesn't delete an episode yeah. kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> Do you get like a, a young like Lord Senteca? Because him and Luke go on some adventures, obviously, right? Yeah. Cool if we get something like they have like to do, and being a series, and like the tech too, I'm intrigued by it. Yeah. Aliens, planets, whatever they can do there, creatures, yeah. beasts, all that. I think it's going to be awesome. The aesthetic of it sounds like it's going to be absolutely incredible. But with a series, and if it's on this direct streaming service or whatever you want to call it, 
I think they have an opportunity to tell or almost do more of like an anthology. And I'm boring a bit from, from Mark Odsef's, his kind of theory about what the anthology term is going to be used and using it in a series and telling a, a whole bunch of stories that are somewhat connected and they kind of build into their own somewhat event style, like or season finale or something like that. So right. you could tell like a Cad Bane story or yeah. someone else or all these new characters and it's centered around some MacGuffin, some empire relic or something like that right. and use that and build and have and i don't know if you necessarily need a main character i know that's nice but i'd like to be almost a, a series of untold stories or I, I don't know what i'm looking for i'm looking for something that's a little less linear right. maybe right in, in its storytelling because we're going to get the resistance we've got clone wars we've got rebels we've got a lot of linear storytelling i want something that's going to explore the galaxy expand the galaxy give a new face to it mm-hmm. but also feel like star wars of course yeah. and mm-hmm. if you're going with all new characters this is an opportunity to do i don't know a heist movie i know we're kind of gonna get that with solo but i'm looking for something a little bit more abstract like i said non-linear storytelling jumping all over the place picking up some bounty hunters i don't know i think there's an opportunity here to use this as kind of their pivot point to doing again different things don't use the saga films to really try to expand too much use these new opportunities in this this new forum and this new format that they're using or that they have with the streaming service and the idea of a series, a Star Wars series, mm-hmm. and, and do something a little different. So that's what I'm looking at John Favreau to do is universe build, but maybe do it a little differently. Right. Like give us something we haven't seen in Star Wars. And that allows you the opportunity to do Jedi type things, right. to do force related things, but also reference the Empire and, and have a new take on all of this, a new spin on the storytelling and just do something kind of cool, kind of intrigue me, bring me in. Like, I'm always going to be there, of course, supporting Star Wars. Right. But this is the time to do different things. This For is the sure. guy to do different things with. Yeah. You have the confidence in his directing ability, his ability to use this tech. Let's see what they can do. Yeah. Bring it on, Star Wars. Yeah. Bring it on. And I hope so. I think there there really are yeah. starting to see kind of this these ties of change with yeah. Star Wars is that we've got the Benny Hoff and Weiss series, we've got Resistance, we've got this John Favreau series, we've got Ryan Johnson's trilogy. So there's a lot coming down. And Solo really could be, what I'll say, their second step, or maybe even third step, into expanding the Star Wars universe and telling a different style of story. We saw this with Rogue One. We saw them take a different direction with The Last Jedi. And now with, with Solo. like One thing I want to talk about here before even getting into a solo discussion in a couple of weeks is what do you guys think of these standalone films? You know, we just talked about Favreau series. What can he do different? What do you think, or where do you think these solo editings, these standalone films are going to go? And this is coming back a bit to the reference. There's a comment, I think by one of the slash film guys, like I said earlier about them doing some real Marvel esque things in solo. So universe building is my mm. assumption from that teasing things for the future. What do you think, that could mean for Solo? And what do you think that could mean for the standalone films themselves? Like, are they going to do an MCU style of universe building that's leading you into other films that are separate from the saga, tying into these TV shows? Sanjay, what do you think about Star Wars doing more of that cohesive universe building where one story is dependent on another and less of the saga sort of storytelling? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting idea because if you go back to the original Star Wars films, I think George Lucas, he was inspired by Flash Gordon. Mm -hmm. And, you know, back then they had the serials, so they'd have, like, time jumps, right? So even in the first original trilogy, isn't there, like, large gaps in between all three movies? Yeah. 
So this is this would kind of fill in those gaps, and this allows it because I bet you when he first made the trilogy, he had no idea how big it would become. No. I mean, no one did. Not even like no one. It would be impossible to predict. Um, so this is uh, really cool to fill in some of those gaps, like some of the characters you get. And you know, the cool thing is you could kind of do anyone. Um, like you could do like a Yoda film if you want to. You could do like one thing that I keep hearing is people want to see an Obi Wan film. Mm with uh ewan mcgregor yeah and they should make it a musical because he's a great singer (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) i think that'd be great but that's why i'm not in charge of star wars i think it's cool um the more characters like the better you get to see like more of their backstories but the flip side is some of that mystique kind of gets taken away Mm -hmm. um i can't remember he's a bounty hunter Boba Fett. Boba Fett and people were upset because we saw like kind of his origin in the prequels yeah. people were like you know he was like this badass bounty hunter but he was like mysterious and I think a lot of people that aren't in favor of this Han Solo film kind of feel that way because Han Solo was kind of like this mysterious like uh bounty hunter like this really cool cat if smuggler. you will yeah this really cool smuggler but now we're gonna like kind of see his origins and maybe some people were like we just wanted to leave it at where he's at you know, like how he made an appearance. So I, I can see both sides of it. Me, just give me more content. Like, I'm going to see, because of you guys, all the Star Wars films from now on. Qualify so. that, though. I want to see good content. Yeah, well that's right. Out yeah. Good I know content. it's implied, but like, <laughs> they can throw all kinds of Star well, Wars stuff actually, at actually, um, not just good content, but like different content. Like, even if something doesn't stick with us personally at least like they tried something new exactly fabro series yeah right like just try something new and just give us like all this stuff star wars has like this money pit like scrooge mcduck from ducktales like that's how much money star wars makes every movie um so you know uh just keep just give us a lot of cool different stuff just give us just give us everything even if it's bad hopefully you know if it's bad at least try something new Mm -hmm. and maybe the next time it'll be better so i i'm in for everything because you guys are going to make me go see every star wars movie (laughs) from now until i'm like 90 yeah which apparently is going to be a lot now yeah a whole bunch (laughs) yeah (laughs) what do you think on the idea the concept of the solo films and what they may be doing with solo yeah um well because originally when they came out with these a star wars story they were meant to be anthology films yeah in the first place so i like that idea i actually like the anthology title more than a star yeah. wars story uh the mcu wrote i don't necessarily want that um i don't want the joking side of the mcu that's for yeah. sure because it, it didn't work for me at all but i also don't want like a build-up to one certain thing because i feel like mcu does that so well and that's more of like a comic book mm-hmm. standpoint whereas star wars i i do like having gaps in between things and i like having those dots filled in with the books and the comics as opposed to like a movie where it's like we have to go get the ship and we're going to watch 10 films leading up to them getting that ship. Like I don't really want that yeah. in a Star Wars film. Um, so that's that's pretty much how I feel roughly about that whole thing. Then anthology films though, like, like Solo, I think that's a cool route. I just wish we had some idea of where we're going. Like, you know, we just went from Rogue One and then we went to Last Jedi and now we're going back to, to solo it's yeah. just kind of all over the place especially because yeah. we keep going back to this um episode three episode four era that 20 year gap but we've had rebels cover that gap in a sense and then we're doing you could say rogue one which covers two years or no like right before new hope yeah. and then you get solo which is like i don't know 10 15 five years before so we're spending a lot of time in that era where i feel like sometimes you could just capitalize off of just doing say rebels and give us all that content covering that end and then you can go into like the resistance and that can cover a certain amount of points. But you got to make movies too. You can't just do cartoons. But after a while, sometimes it's just like you're watching all these different timelines and it's like kind of all over the place. I just wish, 
I guess I could say like the MCU have that direction, that vision, yeah. because mm-hmm. Kevin Feige clearly has a plan and a blueprint of what he wants to yeah. do. Star Wars doesn't like Kathleen Kennedy. I don't. She's great, obviously, but I feel like there's there's a vision that's that we're lacking. Yeah. In Star Wars. Right so you're, now. you're talking about more of that linear storytelling, like a yeah. progressive arc that's moving forward. Now, yeah. With Marvel right now, the MCU, we're gonna step away from that a little right. bit with the next two films, and the only other film that had really done that was Captain America. Right. It's a period piece. So that that was a little bit out, but it ends in present day. So I agree with you as the common movie goer, it may be a bit difficult to kind of slide around to these different eras. And if you're telling stories, even in all with its Favreau stuff, Benioff and Wise, if you're all over the map, which is would be cool to see, but it's going to be hard to follow. You're going to have to skip from era to era and almost like comic books. Yeah. You almost have to pick your era that you want to focus in on. Exactly. Because, of course, we're going to see it all. But even when I read comic books, I don't read every Marvel comic book. Right. I, I pick the Avengers and those Avengers characters. So Iron Man, Cap, some Thor, and some others. I don't do Spider-Man. I don't right. do X-Men. I don't do – I guess I do Guardians and Cosmic stuff. So – you almost have to kind of pick your silo right. to sit in. And I'm worried that with all the content we're getting, I say bring it on. But yeah. what worries me is that I'm going to have to pick a silo to sit in, like right. my post-Return mm, of the Jedi yeah. stuff. Right. And take in the other stuff as it comes to me. Because even with the content in the books, I can't keep up the books. Yeah. And for getting two movies a year, a TV show, an animated TV show, but there's not a lot of connectivity between them, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to make it a little harder on kind of this trained idea we have about what a cinematic universe should be, an overall forward-progressing narrative. Yeah. And the only thing I can ever think about what would have been really cool in retrospect, <laughs> imagine if we had all of... Imagine the episode four, five, and six didn't happen yet. Right. And we've gotten all this content. We've gotten Rebels and the comic books and even Revenge of the Sith and all that. And it's all building to this idea of something bigger going on. Then you get Rogue One and then boom, the Death Star is your Thanos reveal. Right, right. Like that's the only way it would have worked. Like this whole starting from episode one, moving forward, you tease the idea in Attack of the Clones of something bigger. You've got Catalyst. You've got all this Rebels, them going around, they're building something bigger. The Kyber Crystals. And then you get into Rogue One. That is your Thor Ragnarok set. And then A New Hope is like, boom, here it is. Blow up Alderaan. Right. That is what or the only way i think you could have ever really done star wars building to this giant MacGuffin, this idea or this overarching theme like the infinity stones right but it's the death star yes mm-hmm. you can't yeah. really do that again like they've done that yeah. that yeah. whole big MacGuffin. right so i don't see them having the ability to do a a similar type of storytelling that the MCU does where one film leads into the other one show leads into a film. And then that leads, it's just going to be a little bit too much. I think they're going to be focusing on different parts of the universe, different eras of the universe. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all evolves, but I agree with you. I'd like to see a bit more of that cohesive storytelling. And that's why I want to build into like Favreau series is have something they're chasing or something that's connecting all these random stories together. Right in that contained series. But I don't think you can blow that out and say Johnson's trilogy is doing this part and then that's going to fit into this trilogy and that's going to fit into these films. There's almost too much. And I'm not complaining, but the idea of Marvel level of storytelling, I don't think they can do 
in Star Wars unless it's more isolated, right? Like a Favreau series, and, and that's what also kind of worries me. I guess too is with like now that we know what John Favreau is doing this timeline between obviously episode six and seven, and then we know we got the Resistance, which again takes place between episode six and seven. It's making the world feel a little bit smaller. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're getting all original characters, but we know we're going to get cameos. We know we're going to get mm-hmm. name drops. And here I am. I'm guilty because I just said I want to see Luke Skywalker. <laughs> right? But that's why I feel like it'd be cool because you can't go forward too far. But that's why I would say go back to the Old Republic. It doesn't have to be the Old Republic that I've played that we all know, but just go back thousands of years and give us a whole new story. And then it gives you that more freedom of what you can play around with. And that can also give us that buildup of, of yeah. something like the Mandalorian yeah. Wars or something really cool, you yeah. know? So, you isolate it. You isolate and it. And then that comes down to choosing your silo. You may choose yeah. Johnson's or whomever's, Benioff right. and Weiss's Old Republic right. silo to sit in for a little bit and they build the content around that. Right. Because let, let's let's be fair. You're not going to keep up. We can't keep up with all of it, unfortunately. No. The films, yeah. The TV shows, yeah. The books, comics, no. Actually, we can't even do it now. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the the idea, I like the idea of the standalone films. I, I like that they're filling in the gaps. But at times they feel like, okay, this seems like a really good, comfortable story to tell. Yes. Solo, Rogue One. I'm excited. Don't like This sounds like I'm kind of down on Star Wars. I'm not at all. Yeah. I'm really excited. I'm just trying to bring a real conversation to the table about what's next for Star Wars because those standalone films have been familiar tales. Right. Rogue One in that era. Solo, we're likely to get an Obi-Wan film. Yeah. I want an Obi-Wan film. Yes. I want to see Ewan McGregor revisit that character. He was on the red carpet. Like there's rumors going rampant. They're going to announce that soon. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for that. I don't know how or what they're going to do for that story yeah. to make it interesting, <laughs> but there's lots of options. Don't get me wrong, guys. Wait, but- doesn't he die? <laughs> In a spoiler, dude. <laughs> no. Going back to your MCU theory, though, do you think, because obviously you don't have to do the MCU build-up kind of stuff um, in the main saga stories, but do you think they could have even, if they had an idea of what they were doing in the first place with these uh, Star Wars stories, yeah. that you could have even had like a little Han in Rogue One, and then when you get to the Han film, you could maybe just see like in Tatooine, you can see the back of Obi-Wan. Like, they don't have to really interact, but you can kind of see, like, there's a cameo, and that kind of sets up for the next film. Even though they yeah. don't interact, you just know, like, now that guy will return in his own standalone. Like a loose trilogy with the standalones exactly. that have just some connective pieces. Right. Yeah, that would have been really cool. Right. right. It would have been hard to do with Solo in Rogue One. Yeah. You may have to, if you had to swap the order around or something, yeah. Solo first, referencing the Death Star, you see the Death Star... And then I don't know how you do it, yeah. but connecting the three and making that kind of an isolated trilogy that has at least some narrative that speaks to the, the conglomerate of films or the trilogy of films. Right. I don't know that like, you know, I was one of the rumors and I think Chop Rules with the Z, our boy Corey of yeah. Tony Sibber had an idea this past week on the on their podcast that the there could be some sort of Obi-Wan cameo at the end of Solo. Yeah connecting those films like for whatever reason solo ends up on tatooine yes boom you got it's something like that. Or something right? yeah like why not and you've got some reference to obi-wan like that's a possibility yeah, and i'd like that and yeah. so yeah linking them makes them feel like a, again like some cohesive story within these these smaller star wars stories. i know they're supposed to be isolated standalones yeah but it, it's hard to, to continue to do that if you want to go with somewhat more of a marvel blueprint right teasing other things teasing a second solo film yeah. as well Oh, so, okay, yeah. I think there's there's a lot you could do, but I don't think we're ever going to see a Marvel style of storytelling in no. the Star Wars universe. There's no. there's too much, and we're already split over such a wide kind of time span 
going from the prequels all the way to Last Jedi at this point, and then the opportunity to go back. So they're going to be filling in holes more than they're going to be driving new story, right. especially with the end of episode nine coming. They're not going to go past that. Right. Like they go, they want to reserve that for 10, 11, 12. Yes. Yeah. So, but all in all, I think it is exciting times. I'm really pumped to see what they do in solo and how that fits or factors into this conversation and how that changes our ideas going forward. Because they had the premiere this, this past week. Um, the first reactions are out very positive overall. I've kind of rounded up. I'm not going to read any of them, but I'm sorry. I'm not going to get proper credit here, but I'm just going to give a general sense of what people are saying about the film. First one that stuck out to me, all the nine right kills it. Nice. That's yeah. good. That's positive. Yeah. Apparently yeah. he does a really good job as solo stands out. He's charismatic Glover as Lando steals the show as expected. I think right. we've been all calling this since yeah. day one. And apparently he's really good. The plot, I, th- I think from kind of, again, generalities, it's a bit clunky in parts, but once it gets going, it's really good. There's a really good story in there. It's a ton of fun. It's got that Western, that caper vibe nice. to it. It takes things, and I think it's one of the more interesting quotes. I can't, I apologize. I can't remember who or where I read this, but it tells very familiar and expected stories in very unexpected ways. Cool. Hmm. So you like how he meets Chewie, how he gets the blaster, how he gets the Falcon, right. how he meets Lando. So these are all expected events, but I guess they're told in very unexpected ways. Nice. And I guess Ron Howard and the, the crew there just absolutely kill it. So a lot of people are saying, you know, we had worries going in and, you know, with all the, the directorial changes and the kind of all the behind the scenes stuff. Apparently, it's really good. Wicked. So it's it's back. And I, I think, again, I'm going to shout out the guys on Tumbling Saber because they use this term, and I really liked it, a palate cleanser for Star Wars. Oh, okay. oh cool, cool. So cool. getting back, familiar era, that nostalgia, feels like a Star Wars film. I think I think it's going to be great. I'm really excited for this. I'm great and glad to see that everything's positive here. The leads are, are very highly praised. The story in itself seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. We've got an adventure this yes. time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It looks like it. So yeah. I'm excited. I'm nice. excited. Are you guys excited for this? Absolutely. I am. Hell yeah. Yeah. No, I can't wait. I got to say, you know, I, I wasn't on the, the solo train at all. You know, I, was, I don't want to say against the film, but I just wasn't feeling it. Um, but as this the marketing campaign stepped up, I've really been on board. I can't mm-hmm. wait. I think it's Super Bowl. Since we got the Super Bowl yeah. trailer, yeah. I've totally been invested in this. So uh, I uh, I can't wait. We just got to get some toys over here. Yeah. Uh, so the Rotten Tomatoes score dropped. Ooh. Yeah. So, okay. I, I I've not heard peak. this. Wow. So you guys... Give me your predictions. I'm going to say high 80s. Uh, 87. Okay. 82, 79. I guess it's cheating. I can't go both. So I'll go 81. <laughs> 81. Okay. So a little bit lower, but still really good. Uh, 73%. Wow. Oh, interesting. Which, I mean, it's still positive and it's still fresh. Because um, the funny thing to me is when you look at the who wants to see it, it's at like 86%. And I'm like, who are these like trolls on there? That Like, yeah. like yeah. every movie's well, at like 99%. boycott solo movement. Yeah. That's ridiculous. These guys yeah. are goofballs. Yeah. Like, come on, get out of here. I don't like, I ignore that part of, I'm not even going to say fandom. I'm it's gonna not ignore, fandom. I ignore these it's people. It's toxic. Yeah. I don't engage with them at all. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous what they did, like that Black Panther boycott. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it obviously worked. Like, no one, and... no one went to see. Yeah, Black, Black Panther. Panther bombed because. Yeah. of that. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck in your boycott when you're yeah. squirreled away in your basement watching on Netflix in six months. Yeah. Not pretending that you are boycotting Star Wars. Okay. Good luck with that. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So, guys, so sure. what are your guys' thoughts? Uh, so you guys said a little bit higher. I mean, there's only 70, little... 75 reviews right now, so it's still a fair bit. Yeah. That'll. Yeah. You'll get. You probably won't move much from that. You no. might end up probably like seventy-one. 
Yeah, it doesn't do much for me because what was Last Jedi? Last Jedi was obviously higher. Like 91 or something? Yeah, 91. I mean, yeah, it worked for some people. It didn't work for others. But I mean, the score to me... Rotten I, I don't knock it till yeah. I see it. Yeah, honestly. that's the thing, right? Just go and make your own decision. Like, yeah. you you can't compare films um, with Rotten Tomatoes score. It just doesn't work that way. You know, it's the, a proxy gauge that we kind of use. Yeah, yeah. and it's fun, it's, right? Yeah, like, don't take it too seriously. No, and it's fine. I, I like you know comparative things, but yeah. I think what Rotten Tomatoes maybe is okay at is if a movie is really good, you see that reflected, and if it's really bad. Yeah. You see that reflected, but if it's fine or good or you know really great or good for fandom, that's not reflected in those scores. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I agree with you. I go on Rotten Tomatoes. I read some of the reviews after I yeah. watch the film to see you know how far apart I am from some of the top critics. And <laughs> whatever you know, yeah. this isn't an art house picture, boys. So yeah, yeah. put your no. Star Wars pants on, go and enjoy it. Exactly. It's, you know, and sometimes you know people just miss the mark with films. Yeah. A lot of times, like you could even do like a list of top ten films that are like rotten on rotten tomatoes but are actually like amazing films like mm-hmm. movie like hook yeah oh, hook's dope. and yeah. it's like 29 percent. yeah and, anyway, and you're Jenner. like right and you're like who 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 hates on hook yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know movie. what on that note boys i think it's time to call it it's been fantastic having the trio back at the table the big three yeah yeah the three musketeers yeah i'm looking forward to next week we're gonna go and <laughs> talk in a little bit more detail about solo do our box office prediction talk a bit about what we want to see spoiler free of course and then the following week we'll be doing our solo a star wars series nope star wars <laughs> film movie whatever it is story story there you go come on yeah, there I said you it like go. Times yeah. <laughs> something like that <laughs> and we'll be doing our review our in-depth review as we always do with these big films so that's gonna be a ton of fun so if you guys would like to be a part of this show make sure you email us at the nerdrm at gmail.com you can hit us up on facebook or youtube make sure to check out sunjay's weekly posts on his videos his films yes. his movie collection and you can always hit us up on Twitter or handles at the end of the episode. And if you're interested, you can always check us out on StarWarsCommonwealth.com backslash the nerd room. You can always hit us up on the nerdroom.net. You can get in contact with us there. That's where all the podcast stuff is posted. Make sure you go check all of that out. And I guess with that being said, boys, it's been an absolute pleasure. But until next week for the nerd room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. And thank you for entering the nerd room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim, Troy, and Sunjay on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, and Sunjabby. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. Don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, and YouTube. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts in the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Rogue Squadron Podcast, Skyrim's Podcast, and San Diego Sabers. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SW Commonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.